Wow, God values every person. That's why I'm glad you made it after last night and some of you stayed out late and now you're tired. That's okay because we get coffee. But you're going to have a great time today because what we're going to talk about is what God sees in people and how He values people. See, you and I, we value so many things. And one of the core values that we have here at New Hope is that, that we believe that every person, Christian and non-Christian alike, are valuable to God and His kingdom. And because people are eternally valuable to God, they are to us as well. So a spirit of evangelism or a spirit that says we're going to reach out to people for the kingdom of God is very close to our hearts. It's our core value. That's why we do what we do. That's why when Pastor Charlie was praying over the offering, that's what it goes towards. It goes towards the things that we do for God so that more people can come to know Him as Lord and Savior. That's why we have this facility. That's why we have our breakfasts, our, our children's ministry, our nursery. And, and that's why we have people in the parking lot to park cars. We do everything because God values people. And everything that we do is for the, the cause of what God is trying to do in reaching out to people that are far from Him. Just want to give you some information on some things that are going on in our district as our church uh, and as the different uh, churches in our denomination, of our four-square denomination, that Pastor Alex Pacheco, he became our district supervisor about three years ago. And the district supervisor oversees the churches, the four-square churches here in Hawaii, about 49 churches, I believe. And so he oversees those churches. But he will be, um, he will be ending his uh, supervisor position on December 31st of this year. So Pastor Alex will no longer be our district supervisor come January 2013. And so our new district supervisor will be Fernando Castillo. Fernando Castillo, he spoke over here a couple of times, uh, but he is the pastor of New Hope Diamond Head on Oahu. And some of you may have seen him when he was speaking here. But you can go online, go to nhdh.org, I believe, or .com, New Hope Diamond Head, and you can get a glimpse of our new district supervisor. And he's the person that just cares for all the pastors of the churches. So I just wanted to give that to you as, a, as information. And so when you see Pastor Alex, please thank him for being our district supervisor all these years. And then he's going to help transition Fernando in to being our new district supervisor uh, toward the ending of this year. So just some information for you to know. And then we also want to say uh, aloha and good morning to, or good day to all those that are watching online uh, that are in college. What, I've underst- what I understand is many of our children are in college, and because they have not found a church yet, they're looking for a church, they go online and they watch our services because they still feel at home. And so I'm glad, again, that we get to give towards uh, what the Lord is doing. And, and our students or our children can watch online. And uh, it's just amazing that we get to be a part of what God is doing globally. So no matter where our children go, or our family or our friends, they can still be a part of what God is doing here until they find a place or a church that they can be a part of wherever they're going to be. So, yeah, we want to do that. Yeah, my son Jordan is in college right now, so I want to say hi to Jordan. If he watches this, you better watch. (laughs) But uh, we just want to do everything possible so that people can find Christ. And we're going to be talking about that God values every person. Now think about it. The things that you and I value, we know we value it by how we take care of it. 
You know someone values their car by how well they take care of it. Now, you know when someone's priorities is not their car over their young children. Because if you have three babies, the inside of your car is not pristine. It's not in good condition. In fact, you have McDonald's wrappers all over the place, some french fries here and there. You have empty milk bottles, maybe even milk that was spilt from a couple weeks ago, and it's still there. You have empty bottle cans, uh, empty bottle cans. I think they make those nowadays. It's made out of glass aluminum. And so you have empty containers, you have, you have clothes in there. So it just, what you value the most, you take care of the most. Some of you love sports, so you take care of your sporting equipment. You know, if you go golf and you love golfing, then you'll make sure you polish or, or you wipe them down afterwards. I'm not a, you know, a, a golfer, so after I golf, I, don't, I just wipe it. I don't really clean it because it's really, I don't know what to do with the thing anyway. So if it's dirty, it's dirty. I, you know, I just don't know. Someone gave me the clubs, was dirty already. That's how it's going to be. I don't value golf. So I don't really take care of the golf equipment. I don't value certain things. So I'm not going to take good care of the things that I really don't value. Some people value shoes a lot. And so they take good care of their shoes. In fact, they have so many shoes, they put it back in the shoe boxes so that they can categorize it. They know where every single shoe is, blindfolded. They can find them even with all the shoes that they have. The husbands are laughing because it's not you. Some of you value clothes and you take good care of your clothes. Some of you value your yard so you take good care of your yard. Some of you value tools because you're a mechanic or you you just value your possessions and so you take good care of your tools. There's things that we take care of. There's things that we really don't take care of. Because the things that we value the most, that's the ones we take care of the most. And did you know that God values every single person? And God takes care of people. Uh, You might think, well, I I don't see that God values everyone because if God did, then wouldn't He take care of everyone? Wouldn't everyone, like, be happy? Wouldn't everyone be the same? Wouldn't everyone have money? Wouldn't everyone have jobs? Wouldn't everyone be the same? If God valued every person, then why is it that some people are not well taken care of? And why are some people doing better? Well, we know when we value something because it shows. In the book of Matthew, you can take out your notes from your bulletin. Jesus is giving us his assignment and he's letting us know what it is about valuing people. What it means to value a person. And it says, for the Son of Man has come to save that which was lost. Then he asked this question and and when he says, what do you think? Really what he's saying is, what's your opinion? What, what do you think about what I'm talking about? That's what Jesus is saying. It's like he's, he's wanting to get feedback from the people. And he's saying, what do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray, does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is straying? And if he should find it, assuredly I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the ninety-nine that did not go astray. Even so... It is not the will of your Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. Now, a sunken ship, lost piece of jewelry, or when we have no use for something is what the Bible is referring to 
by what being lost means. Whether you lost something on purpose or by accident, the end result is the same. It's lost. Whether someone is lost by their own volition, by someone else, by mistake, whatever it is, the end result is still the same. They're lost. But it's it's interesting. The lost state that the person is in, that's the state in which God shows us how much He values us. He shows us how much we're valued in our lost state. When we're lost, when we're far from Him, He shows us how much He values us. Jesus is showing us what a good shepherd will do. He's saying, I'll I'll, I'll leave the 99. They're okay. There's one lost sheep that the good shepherd will go after. And that's what we want to learn. That God values every person. What does that mean? How can we learn from the Lord about valuing people? Number one, if you're taking notes, you can write this in and, and, and catch this. That God has no favorites. He doesn't favor you over someone else. He doesn't favor me because I'm a pastor. He doesn't favor some other person because they're doing very well. He doesn't favor someone else because they don't have. God has no favorites. There's no favoritism with God. God is not swayed by our lack of. He's not swayed by someone not doing well. He's not swayed by someone doing good. He's not, he doesn't change and shift because I'm not doing well. He has no favorites. He's steady in character. He doesn't go to one extreme or the other like we do. It's like, like parenting. You, you, just because your, your first child is born and, and you take good care of them and as they grow up and you have another one, doesn't mean the first one is less important. It's just this one needs more care than the other one because they're still a baby. It doesn't mean you favor this one over that one. Whatever you, and it doesn't matter what you think. What matters most is that we understand that God values every single person. Yes, some may need more care, more nurturing, but that's just like us. When we're growing up, when we're growing up in the Lord, we need care, we need nurturing. But then we grow up into a place where we start to say to God, I'm I'm okay. I want to partner with you now in your attempt to reach people. So God raises us up, but He has no favorites. James 3.17, it says, But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. See, because He's steady in character and integrity, the value He has towards us is also impartial. He's not swayed by us. Yeah, but it seems like some people got it together. Their life is together while others, they don't. And so we believe that, well, God must favor them. And and we pray for God's favor, not as one over the other, but for God's blessing. You know, we say, God, grant me favor. It's not that God is going to say, you're my favorite. What we're asking is for God's blessing and His direction. If we believe that God has favorites, then we're going to base our value with God on performance. And we'll think the the more good we are, then the closer we are to God. No, we, we do good things because of who God is, not because of who we are. Apart from God, we we can't do good. Everything becomes selfish. 
see, the determining factor on our value to God is not based on us. It's based on who God is. It's based on what He says. God values everyone, but catch this, not everyone values God. But He values everyone. God values every single person, not because we're worthy, but because of our worth to Him. See, being worthy is determined by what one thinks they're worth. But worth is determined by what someone is willing to pay. You could say, oh, my ring is worth $10,000. It's worthy of $10,000. It has sentimental value to me, so it's worth $10,000. And I think it's worthy of $10,000. But if, if you put it on eBay and someone says, I'll buy it for 2 bucks," it doesn't matter what you think it's worth or worthy of. It's worth as much as someone is willing to pay for it. If you've ever felt that you don't have worth, or if you see other people that, oh, God doesn't, why would He find worth in them? Or why, why would God value that person? Because they, they don't live the life that is pleasing to God. Why would God value these people? They're not living according to His standards. Why would God value that person? We're basing the values on people, on the wrong system, where it should be based on God's system. That God finds value in people because of who He is. And if you've ever felt devalued, here, I want to bring your value up. Because value is determined by what someone is willing to pay. I think you and I can agree on that. It doesn't matter what you think it's worth or how worthy you think it is. It's how much someone is willing to pay. Listen very carefully. God paid the highest price for you and I. He bought us with the life of Jesus Christ. He gave us His one and only Son. In other words, God paid the highest price possible for you and I. No one can beat that. The Bible says you have been bought at a price, at a high price. Therefore, glorify God with your bodies. God is saying you're valuable because of who I am in you, who I see you to be, not because of what other people may say or think. God sacrificed Himself. And we might think, okay, so if God loves me, and He finds that, I'm, I, that my worth is, is that much, and at the highest, that He paid for me at the highest price, then I can do whatever I want, because does not God love me unconditionally? That means if, if I find my worth in God, then I can choose to do whatever I want, because, because God will still love me, He'll still care for me, so I can do what I want. Absolutely. You can choose whatever you want to do. You and I have the freedom to choose whatever we want to do. But let me say this. Your value to God and how much you're worth to God is separate from how effective we are for God. Value and being effective for God are two different things. We'll always be valuable to God, but we may not always be effective for God. Because if we have the mentality of, well, God's going to love me, He's going to forgive me, I can do whatever I want because God forgives me. Yeah, I'm still valuable to God, no doubt. But I'll be ineffective for God. Because if I do things my own way, then I'm going to reap the consequences that are outside of God's will. But if I say to God, I understand that I'm valuable to you and people are valuable to you, then I will treat myself and others how you treat them. Because there's value there. It's not based on my system. 
And we, we would say this, but God accepts me just as I am. You should accept me just as I am. Absolutely. But acceptance is not enough for me to live a life that is, that is, that is productive and fruitful and effective for Him. Acceptance alone doesn't make us effective. And I don't just want to live an acceptable life. I want to live a life that's productive, a life that's fruitful in Him. As the Bible says, and if He should find it, talking about the lost sheep, if He should find it, if He should come to pass, if He finds this lost sheep, which tells me that although God looks for the one lost sheep, many refuse to be found. Yeah, He goes looking for that one lost sheep, but... Many refuse to be found. Yes, we'll invite people to church. Yes, we'll, we'll talk to people about the Lord. But many refuse to be found. Believe it or not, God's grace is not irresistible. Some of us understand God's grace, but many people, they can actually resist God's grace. They can turn away from His grace. That's why He goes on this search party. He looks for that one lost sheep. He has no favorites, but he goes for that one lost sheep. Romans 2.11, it says, For there is no acceptance of faces with God. In other words, God doesn't, he doesn't look at the outside like how we look on the outside. In fact, there's a, a, a talent show called The Voice. Some of you watch this and it's pretty cool. You have four judges who do not face the, the person singing. And it's a, it's a contest where they sing and the judges cannot see the person they face the audience, and their backs are facing the person singing. So they will judge only based on the person's voice. They cannot, they cannot judge the person by what they're wearing, by what they look like, how tall, how, how slim, how not slim, how not tall. They based everything on one thing, their voice. And then if they like the person's voice, they'll hit the buzzer, then they'll turn around, they'll see the person and be in shock. Ah, you look not like your voice. See, God doesn't look at us on the outside and say, I accept you, I accept you, I accept you. He values every single person. And God always looks at the heart. He does not look at the exterior. He always look at, looks at the inside. He has no favorites. If God had, has, had favorites, then really we would all have to be the same in order for Him to love us unconditionally. We would all have to have the same talent, same skills, same wealth. Everything would have to be the same if God had favorites. He would have to create us all the same. But He created us differently. We're not the same. We're all different. Therefore, number two, value people. How God values people. And this is, is something we learn throughout our entire life. It's not something that we just pick up. Value people how God values people. And, and, and before the Lord shows us how to value people, He's going to show us how not to value people. Matthew 6.25, He says, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? You know what he's saying? Sometimes we value things more than people. And we say it this way. 
the most important things in life are not things. It's people. That's why next week we're, we're celebrating our Forerunners Day. We're, we're honoring our kupuna because we, we value our kupuna. They're the ones that have paved the way for us. They're the ones that have taught us. They're the ones that have done the necessary things so this next generation can grow up in the ways of God, that can grow up in a better life. And so that's what we're doing next week. And I know in the, in the announcements, they talked about the age being 55. And you're thinking, I don't want to be 55. I don't want to be no kupuna. I'm not there yet. Well, embrace the age. Just embrace it. You'll get a free breakfast. By all means, you got discounts out there on the wide. You have, you have movie tickets that you can get in for a discount. And, and, and certain restaurants you get discount. Just accept it. I say that now. But watch when I get there. But we just want to say as a church, we want to honor you. We want to let you know how much God values you and how much we do too. They're also going to do a fun thing in our uh, courtyard. I think you guys are going to have like a bingo lounge. Now, I'm not sure if you have to be the age to play bingo. Probably only those who are in that bracket. So you guys are going to have a blast. Make sure you attend church first. Then you can go play outside. But we're going to have a great time next week. So invite whoever you want to. We're going to have a beautiful time. Even our women's restroom, we're, we're renovating our women's restroom and doing our very best to upkeep with the facilities because we value people. That's what our building fund is for. It's for people. That's why we give to the Lord because it, we value people. That's one of our core values. We believe in people, that people matter to God. That's why we have a bookstore so people can shop there and, and, and pick up things that they can give as gifts or they can invest in themselves with a Bible. That's why we have this facility, because people matter to God. We give to our scholarships, and, and the things that we have in, 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 on this property, it, it goes towards people, because people matter to God. And if God loves and preserves us by His Son's sacrifice on the cross, then we should value people in the same way. And we'll slip from time to time. We'll say things or do things, but, but learn how to value people. We were driving, and at the corner of my eye, I was driving. Heidi was in the passenger seat. My son Jordan was, uh, was in the back seat. And, and at the corner of my eye, I saw someone uh, run the stop sign. And we were going, and I knew we were going to get hit. And it was raining, so thank God that when we got hit, it just the car just slid. You know, it, it kind of just pushed us. And my son Jordan was in the back. He was like, hey, hey, what's going on? What's going on? And uh, I just told him, we just got hit. And he's like, what? And so... I asked Heidi, are you okay? Yes. Jordan, are you okay? Yeah, we're fine. Okay, we're good. Got out of the car, and the person that hit us was a teenage boy, and he was just in uh, panic mode. And when I looked at his face, I could see what was going on in his mind. His brain was telling him, you're dead meat. Your mom is going to kill you. That's what was happening in his, in his mind. I could see it in his face. And so, yes, our truck was smashed. His car was smashed. And, and boy, I just could see the look on his face. And I just walked, to, walked up to him and I said, are, are you okay? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. I said, was this your car? He said, no, it's my mom's. I said, ooh. <laughs> And so the police came, we exchanged information, and then his parents showed up. Nothing worse than a silent mom. You feel it right now? Imagine that. A silent mom. And the son is, Mom, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. And the mom is just... 
And I could read her face. It was, no, just wait till you get home. I'm going to give you dirty lickings when you get home. You dead meat, boy. And so she was calm. Everything was okay. And, and so I could see this. And, and I just felt like God saying to me to say this. So it's not on me and, and, and how good I am or, oh, what a great pastor. I, I just felt God saying to say this to the boy and, and the parents. And, and I just walked up to him and I said, you know, the, the, the truck is smashed. Yes. And then I just looked at him in his eyes and I said, but you are more valuable than my truck. I just want to let you know that. And I think, yeah, that goes to God because I, I'm not good enough to think of something that good. But, but when I said that, I thought, Lord, that's because the damage is done. No sense snapping at the guy. Damage is done. Add value to him. That's what I felt the Lord saying. Because God added value to me. When my life was smashed, God didn't rip me apart. God brought grace and forgiveness. And he said, now you do the same for other people. Value people how God values people. And I tell you, when we add value to people, then they begin to understand that God values every single person. Matthew 6, 26 says, look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? That's what the Lord is saying. He's saying, look around you. Look at all the things that God does. That He's he's, he's taking care of all of these things. Tell me you're not more valuable than these things. That's what Jesus is saying. You're more valuable than everything that God is taking care of. So he's going to take care of you. You're more valuable than they. See, God has no favorites. But he shows us how much we're valued. Because we're valuable in Him. Yeah, we've blown it from time to time. We've, we may not have added value to people. I've blown it before. I, I remember my son, Jay, who's he's 24 now, but when he was like 6 years old, he wanted to do something good for Daddy. So he asked Grandma for a, a, a scrub rag, and he didn't tell her what for. He just said, can I have the scrub rag? So she gave it to him. And so he washes my car. But he gave, but, but he, he, the scrub rag that he was using was that green one. You know that green scrub rag thingy? It's that, that, oh man. So he's washing my car with that. I didn't know. I was in the house and then afterwards he called me and said, Daddy. I said, yeah. He said, I, I want to show you something. I have a surprise for you. I said, oh, good. What is it? He said, you have to look. I washed your car and I thought, yay, because it's dirty. I went outside and it was nice. It was shiny. Everything was good. And I said, thank you. And then it dried up a couple hours later. And when I walked outside, I said, something looks wrong. Why does is, why is my car look dull? And I looked real close, and it was dull three feet and below. And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, no. What did he use? So I said, hey, Jay, uh, when you washed Daddy's car, what did you use? And he said, the rag. I said, what kind? And he said, the green one. I said, what green one? He said, the one you guys use to wash dishes. And I said, and I pulled it out of the dish, out of the sink. I said, this one? He said, yeah, because I wanted it clean. <laughs> said, no, it doesn't clean off the dirt. It cleans off the paint. <laughs> and, but, but I remember, and, and I got frustrated, and this is what I said, and this broke my heart, and it probably will break yours too. I said, don't wash my car again. And it's like it crushed him. I was frustrated. And I didn't add value to him. In fact, I took value from him. Just because he did something wrong, 
I made it worse by devaluing what he did. His heart was good. He did something out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, the end result was horrible. But that passes away. You know, the, the car is gone. We sold it. Whoever bought it, you have a dull car. It's gone. But you know, the, 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 the devalue stays. And I said, Lord, I want to be the kind of person that values people how you value people. To value people how God values them and, and, and that he adds value. To value them in, in such a way that we become just like the Father who looks for that one lost sheep, who looks for opportunities to find that one lost person who looks for the opportunities to add value to the one that is stranded, the one that is helpless, the one that is in need of His grace. I think for all of us, we can, number three, write this in, be a part, be a part of God's search party. Be a part of what He's doing. This is who God calls us to be. That's why Jesus gave this illustration of the the good shepherd, the one who looks for that one lost sheep. He's showing us how we need to be. He's letting us know that this is the kind of people I've called you to be. Jesus continues and he gives a story of a king who blesses the people of his kingdom. He says, the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he says this, for I was hungry and you fed me. You gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And the people responded to this story. In this story, Jesus says, the people said, well, when did we do that to you? And here's his response in Matthew 25, 45. The king will reply, I tell you the truth. Whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Now we, we look at this and we understand that, yes, God is in search for the least of these. And sometimes we think of the least of these as someone who is physically deprived of food. That they, they're physically deprived from shelter. Or they're physically imprisoned due to some decisions that they may have made or our justice system. But remember, it's not about what you eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you'll put on. Life is more than food and the body more than clothing. In other words, there is also a spiritual depravity that is taking place in people. They long for the kind of food that fills the soul, that feeds the soul, that satisfies our life. People thirst for something that only God can quench. People are looking. The kind of clothing that only humility can satisfy and comfort. See, it's not based on who we are, how we look, what we've done, how much we have, what church we go to, our possessions or our fame. It's based on the value system of our Lord and Savior, the God of the universe, the never-ending love of Jesus Christ. It's not based on our religion, our background, what we've done right or wrong. It's based on the value system of God himself. As 2 Peter tells us, 2 Peter 3, 9, The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness, but is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. See, God values everyone, but not everyone values God. 
That's why some of us are struggling right now, even, even with thinking of who to vote for. You know, we watch all the commercials, we'll study up on people, and we'll, we'll, we'll say, I don't know who to vote for. God values every person, but not every person values God. Even Christians, as politicians, will make mistakes. Sometimes we say, oh, but I don't know who to vote for. I don't know. Who would you vote for? Who would you vote for? I would say this. Go to God. Sit with Him. And you pray. Yes, study up on what these candidates are, are saying and, and, and what they believe. Absolutely. we got to know what we're deciding. But get back to God and ask God, who am I going to vote for? And if you're 18 and over and you're thinking, well, I'm just not going to vote for anybody because it's all messed up anyway. No, 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 no. That's why it's messed up. We must play our part because God called us to. See, what God does is He says, I'm going to use you in choosing the leaders I see. So God does. He uses His church as His hands to vote. Yeah, but voting is not a spiritual thing. Well, if you don't think it is, then I'm not sure you're paying close attention to what's happening in our nation. It's very important that we voice our opinion and what we believe God is asking us to do. So I want to encourage you, just go out there and vote. Study up and vote. Seek the Lord. Ask Him. Believe it or not, some people prefer darkness over light, evil over good. Even Christians will prefer to go against God's value system because they're looking for value in something else. You may be in a situation right now that has nothing to do with God's favor, but the fact that you don't value the things of God. That is between you and God. That's why God says, I desire that none shall perish. God wants us to turn from our ways because there are consequences of our own ways. And God is patient towards us, not wanting us to perish, not just for all of eternity, but from living a life that is perishing. Sometimes we'll see that scripture and say, oh, that's, that has to do with heaven and hell. No, it has to do with a life that is perishing. God's desire is that none shall perish. Not just for eternal purposes, but for this world too. And he rejoices over that one sheep that went astray than the 99, which tells me that one lost person and one lost greatly affects, affects God. One lost person, one sheep that strays, greatly affects God. God values people, every single person, and if He values every person, we should too. Be a part of God's search party. Be a part of what He's doing as He goes looking for that one lost sheep. God calls us to do the very same thing because he values every single person. And we're a part of it. Amen? You close your Bibles. Put away your notes. We're going to pray. After we pray, Pastor Marsha is going to come up and, and talk to us a little bit about not just the value that God has for us here in this church, but, but globally that God values every single person and you and I have the opportunity to be a part of a worldwide uh, reaching out to people who don't know Jesus Christ through our missions offering. 
And some of you give towards that, and some of you, uh, maybe you pray or you support it that way. And, but God speaks to all of us in how we get to be a part of what He's doing. And then she's going to come out and pray over it, and then uh, we'll close with our final song. But I would ask if you would bow your heads with me and, and just close your eyes for a moment. And this is a moment between you and the Lord, and, and I'll guide us in prayer. But take this time to focus on the things that, that we have learned today. And Lord, the things that we've learned from your word and the things that you have taught us today, Lord, help us to put it into practice. Help us to be people who understand that you have no favorites, that you love us all. And there's nothing we can do that would make you love us any more or any less. But that doesn't give us the means in which we are to do anything we want. We still want to obey you. We don't just want to be accepted by you. We want to be effective for you. Lord, I pray for those that they've never given their hearts to you. Maybe, maybe they've been finding their value in something else, but today, Lord, they understand that, that you value every single person. That you value the neighbor that we have a hard time getting along with. That you value the co-worker that, that does things to us or says things about us. That you value the strangers that we don't even know yet. And Lord, if you value people, then we should too. This morning, if you're one of those who says, boy, I, I didn't know I was lost. I, I, just, I just was looking in, in maybe the wrong places, but now I found God. And, and I want to give God my heart. I, I believe in Jesus, and, and I don't want to have a perishing life. And if that's you, I want to say a prayer this morning. And, and you can repeat after me and say it with all your heart. And you're going to give your life to Jesus Christ. And then here's the prayer. Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. And make me brand new. I believe you died for me. And I believe you rose again to give me eternal life. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. And with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you just said that prayer, I want to pray over you. Could you just lift a hand real briefly? Good. God sees your hand. God sees your hand. God bless you. Back there, right there. God bless you. God sees your hand. He sees your heart. God bless you on this side. God sees your hand. God bless you. God sees your hand back there. God bless you. Back here. God bless you. God bless you back there in the back, up here in the front. God bless you right there. I saw your hand. God sees your heart. You can put your hands down. Lord, for those that just said yes to you, I pray that as they walk with you, as they build their relationship with you, they will understand how valuable they are to you. And more than that, that they would live a life that is effective for you, that they would, in return, add value to other people. Lord, I pray for all of us as Christians that... That we would live a life that is pleasing to you and, and not just settle for being accepted and settle for salvation. But we would, we would be a part of your search party that we would go out into the world and reach others for you. And so we thank you for being the God who reached out to us first. And now it's our turn to do the same to others because you value every single person. In Jesus' name we pray and we all said, Amen. Amen.